We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show. That's Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, January the 8th, 2020. On today's show, who, buddy, do we have a packed one for you guys today? How much can change in a 24-hour period Shit has officially hit the fan with South Carolina football. Mike Bobo, Will Friend, Derek Mason, all headed to Auburn. It sounds like Des Kitchings may be right behind him. Tracy Rocker possibly going to the NFL. Where does Shane Beamer go from here? Madness has ensued. Chaos has hit South Carolina football and Shane Beamer's first coaching staff in Columbia. I'll give you guys my full thoughts on everything that's happened, give my reactions, and also where do the Gamecocks go from here who's going to be the OC who's going to be the DC who's going to be on this coaching staff when the season gets here and even when we get to 2021 what is this staff going to look like also we are talking Gamecocks basketball South Carolina taking on Ole Miss tomorrow in Oxford at the Pavilion six o'clock tip on SEC Network I'll break down the game its entirety we'll talk about the Rebels top storylines Ole Miss players to watch for keys to the game Give my prediction, much, much more. Also, news and notes to get into, your listener questions, voicemails. Guys, we have got a packed show here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, by the way. They are a moving services company, and they also are employee-owned co-op, guys. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs, be sure to check out my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And of course, if you have any questions, want to check them out, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at MyBookie, guys. 2021 is finally here. MyBookie has been in a giving mood of late. A $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving, boosted odds and free bets every hour of Black Friday, and they continue to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. Guys, for a sports book that's supposed to be in the business of making money, they were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with my bookie this season. The fact is this, guys. If you're going to put some action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college football, college hoops, whatever your preference, you want to do it with a reputable brand like my bookie, guys. You can make your deposit using the promo code GAMECOX. That's promo code GAMECOX. 
and they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. So guys, you put in $200, they'll give you an extra $100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick. But more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick too. Treat yourself to make your cash in your pocket this holiday season by investing in your intuition, guys. It's not just winter season. It's winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Let's get it. Funny how much can change in a span of 24, 48, 72 or so hours, whatever it may be. How much can change just even over the course of a week? Not even that long, folks. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. TGIF. You know what's funny? Normally for the Friday shows, I feel like Friday shows are normally pretty lighthearted, pretty casual. You know, it's a Friday. Normally we're getting towards the end of the week. Um, Nothing crazy, right? Whatever. This one is as big as any. My goodness, what a Thursday it was, which in turn makes it what a Friday it is. Um, We have got a lot to get into here on a Friday, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic day again, whether you're in the office, on the commute, on the way home, whatever it is. You got the day off, whatever you're doing, you're on vacation. Hey, appreciate you guys all tuning in to the show. Really quickly, a quick reminder, by the way, because it is Friday and tomorrow's Saturday, and I want to remind you guys, it is Saturday. We are throwing a watch party, just in case you forgot, by the way, amidst the madness. There is a basketball game tomorrow, which I'm going to talk about and break down all that good stuff. Gamecocks basketball looking to move to 2-0 and in the SEC. But in case you forgot, watch party tomorrow for the Gamecocks basketball game. So just in case you need a spot to watch South going to take on Ole Miss, we are going to be at Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen in the Vista, guys. If you remember the old Flying Saucer spot, it's in that spot, Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen. A phenomenal venue, great people, great service. They've got TVs everywhere, pool tables. I'll be doing my live pregame show on the Daily Crow, 5 to 5.30. And, of course, tip-off is at 6 o'clock. But, guys, again, if you're in the city this weekend, I know a lot of students are getting back on campus as well. If you fall in that category, but if you're in the city, you just want a spot to watch the game, come kick it, come drink some cold cold beer, hang out, watch the basketball game, kick it with me. We'll have a really, really good time. Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen. That is the spot to be. Um, I'll be getting there probably around 4 or 4.30 or so, catching some of the football games, and then uh, you know pregame show 5 to 5.30. But tip-off at 6. Be sure to come out to that again. Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen of the Vista. Doors actually open there at 11. So if you want to get there, watch ball all day, and uh, you know we'll do the whole basketball thing at 6 o'clock. But I want to remind you guys of that. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in the show because, again, we, we got a ton to get into, and, and it's crazy. I'm sitting here. Thursday afternoon, constantly checking my phone. I feel like I'm about to miss something. I hope I don't miss anything on this show, but man, there's so, I mean, so much 
happened on Thursday. Like, it's insane how much went down. And it's kind of one of the reasons I told you guys, by the way, when, when everybody's asking questions, which I love the questions, but when people are asking questions trying to project like, hey, what are Luke Doty's stats going to be in 2021? Hey, what's uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback even? Oh, what's this going to look like? That going to look like. Thursday was a great example of, guys, things can change so quickly, especially in college football, I feel like. Things can change so quickly. And we saw that happen on Thursday. Folks, shit officially hit the fan. I mean, there's really just no other way to put it. You know, I woke up, thought it was going to be a normal Thursday. You know, we'll wake up, we'll get the show out, we'll make clips for YouTube, we'll get ready for the Daily Crow, kind of have my coffee, whatever, kind of ease into the day, if you will. No, no, no. Absolutely not. The world had other plans. Auburn had other plans. We wake up, we find out the rumblings, the rumors, Mike Bobo, Will Friend, are they going to Auburn? What's the deal? Are they in talks with Auburn? We don't know. They just signed their deals with the Board of Trustees, by the way. So we're I, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, the rumors are hot right now. The rumors are definitely hot. But realistically, eh, Maybe one of them goes, both of them definitely don't go, right? At least is what I'm thinking. They just signed off on their new deals. That comes out Thursday morning. I think not even an hour later, it becomes confirmed. Boom, Mike Bobo, gone. Will Friend, gone. Derek Mason, gone. Now we're starting, I'm sitting here on Thursday afternoon, now we're starting to hear rumblings of Des Kitchings might be gone. Tracy Rocker might be gone. What in the world is going on, folks? What is going on? And listen, it's I understand totally. It's the business of college football. And if the numbers are true, you know, obviously South Carolina was going to pay Mike Bobo $1.2 million. Auburn's going to pay him $2 million. So I will say to this, before I lay into Mike Bobo, like, I understand how that could be really, really hard to turn down. I, I I totally get it. I think the worst part about all this, though, is just the the timing of it all. Like, Ryan Holinsky hit the transfer portal. And, and again, I've been very open and honest and critical of that whole situation of why Ryan didn't play, why Colin got the start, whatever. But a guy that was beloved, that is beloved by Gamecock fans, hit the transfer portal because this guy was coming back. And then you get your new deal approved by the board of trustees. And then you dip. That, as you can imagine, and I'm sure you guys have seen on social media, that does not sit well with Gamecock Nation. Will Friend leaving? Whatever. Is what it is. Offensive line coach. We'll find another one of those in five seconds. There's a bunch of great Gamecocks. Nashawn Goddard, Travell Wharton, Cedric Williams. You need an offensive line coach. There you go. Losing Derek Mason to Auburn as well. Stung. And Gamecock fans, I feel like we have a new reason to just hate Auburn. I don't know. But obviously the big news Thursday centering around Mike Boba because now South Carolina sits here. You were already in the market looking for a defensive coordinator. Now you don't have an O.C., and I, I, I can understand fans' frustration and, and concern, really, over what is going on. Because, again, 
Thursday was wild. I mean, Thursday was nuts. Shit truly hit the fan. And I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, I did not see, you know, my source told me late Wednesday night, hey, you know, the rumors are happening. You know, anything could happen, but it sounds like Bobo is committed to South Carolina. Well, we saw how little weight that held. I mean, we, we saw how, how that didn't hold up. And I will say, from people I've talked to, it's sounding more and more like this. It's sounding more and more like Mike Bobo approached Shane Beamer about said Auburn job, about the OC opening on the Plains. And let's just say Shane Beamer wasn't begging him to stay. And I've heard things as well that maybe, you know, Shane Beamer really didn't even want to retain Mike Bobo, that a lot of it was financial, which I find hard to believe because, you know, after paying Will Muschamp $15 million to walk, would $1.2 or $1 million really keep you from getting rid of Mike Bobo? Maybe it would. I don't know. But that's what I've heard, that maybe Shane Beamer wasn't exactly, again, begging Mike Bobo to stay along, and probably same for, for Will Friend as well. But it's just crazy. This coaching thing continues continues to evolve. And, and I think it's so funny because you saw so many people freaking out, by the way, on social media. And I'm like, didn't like 70% of our fan base hate this guy anyways? I mean, listen, I'm not sitting here saying South kind of can't go out and find another offensive coordinator. You know, I, I thought Mike Bobo did a solid job in his one year here. And, um, you know, I, I, obviously I, I was behind Mike Bobo. I was behind the decision Shane Beamer made to keep Mike Bobo. But you know what? It leads me to this point. And I said this when Will Muschamp got fired. And again, this is going to come off. I mean, you know, if this hurts somebody's feelings, oh, well, so be it. But to put it simply, if I was Shane Beamer, and by the way, I want to make one point clear. I said this before Shane Beamer was ever hired. So this really has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I saw people say, oh, you're flip-flopping on your Mike Bobo take. I'm really not because – uh, listen, I trust Shane Beamer's decision-making. Like, when he decided to keep Mike Bobo as OC or Tracy Rocker as D-line coach or Des Kitchings or any of these guys or any of the guys he hires, I truly do feel and believe in my heart of hearts that Shane Beamer is genuinely going to do what he feels is best for the University of South Carolina. He, he would not have even, even entertained keeping a guy like Mike Bobo on staff or any of these guys if he felt like they would be anything but an asset to his program. He wouldn't have. No way he wouldn't have, right? But if it were me, if I would have been the one that got hired as the head coach at South Carolina, God forbid, whatever, if I'd have been in that position, I think the events that we saw transpire on Thursday and the events that are still going on because again it's sounding like Des Kitchings might follow him apparently Tracy Rocker's got NFL interest all these guys you kept on that were must champ guys they might end up dipping anyways and the events you see transpiring I think could have been avoided if you just gutted the damn thing when you got into town, if you just cleaned house. Because, again, like I said before, if it was up to me, that's what I would have done. 
Because, again, I, I trust Coach Beamer and his decision-making and having those professional conversations behind closed doors and saying, hey, looking at a guy like Mike Boom and saying, hey, I think you can be an asset for my program. I fully respect that. But when we saw how just how bad things got, which I, I just – there are so many not pleasant things I could say about Will Muschamp, but I'm going to refrain um, about the way, the condition he left this South Carolina football program in while he's getting to sit there, count his $15 million, and we're sitting here sort of going through what we're going through. But again, if it were me, I would have gutted the program because a lot of the events you're seeing transpire, I think, come from the previous regime in the sense of the culture. It feels very must-champish. And again, Maybe it's maybe it's brutal, maybe it's cruel to say it, but from the top down, I'm talking about everybody, the training staff, the recruiting staff, all of them. Hey, even the media team. You want me to go there? I'll go there. Everybody not named Connor Shaw pretty much. Even the janitor, bro. Like everybody. Because obviously there was a lot of cancer Within the program. And again, to see events transpire like they have, it feels very much champish. You know, it it feels, I'm not like, with the whole Mike Bobo thing, I'm really not totally shocked. I'm not shocked that that happened. It feels very par for the course for the must champ era and all of his dudes. Like, bro, anybody that shook hands with that cat outside of Connor Shaw, anybody that shook hands with that cat, I'd have no issue. And again, I trust in Shane Beamer. So whatever he wants to do, I'm fully behind you, coach. But if it were up to me, and if Shane Beamer wanted to do this, I'd be 100% behind him. I wouldn't mind he's got rid of all of them. Just get rid of all of them. Start a new, truly start a new. Because when you're trying to build a new culture, because that's what he's doing, right? This thing needs a complete reset from the ground up literally from the ground up like i see some fans on social media oh well, you know we can't totally oh you talk about the uniforms they're must champ uniforms you just you can't just forget everything that happened because yeah you can and that's what you kind of need to do with this must champ thing this thing is rotten to the core it's rotten to the core and like I said, I see it kind of from both sides a little bit because, I, 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 hey, Mike Bobo, he got offered two mil. We we're going to pay him 1.2. Say what you want. There aren't a lot of people that could turn that down. There aren't a lot of people that would turn that down. But again, like the way that it happened, and after Mike Bobo gave all this lip service all season about kids opting out and transferring and like, man, he comes off as a snake. He, he comes off as a snake. Comes off as a snake, you know? Um, where does South kind of go from here now? Where does Carolina go from here? Like I said, I, I completely trust in Shane Beamer. I, I don't blame Shane. And, and I think the I know the wrong response by Gamecock fans is to lay into Shane Beamer for this. About... Oh my God, look now, you don't have an OC or DC. You don't have a staff. What have you Bro, guys, he hired Mike Bobo. What was he supposed to do? What was he supposed to do? And also another thing of this. 
If you think Shane Beamer just woke up on Thursday and had no clue what was going on, and like, I refuse to believe that Shane Beamer isn't two or three steps ahead of everybody. I, I refuse to believe that. The dude isn't completely clueless. You know what I mean? Like, so the reports that we heard about Bobo and, and he kind of almost brought him back because he had to with finance. Like, a lot of this stuff makes sense that we're hearing. That, you know what? Maybe Shane didn't really want to bring Boba back in the first place. And you got to keep up appearances, and we all get that. So maybe there's some validity to it. Because I just, again, I refuse to believe Shane Beamer is just in the dark and woke up Thursday and was like, oh, man, look, Mike's headed to Auburn. So is Will. Like, no, no, bro. That, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. At all. So, again, don't let the door hit you on the way out. All we got is all we need. I say it over and over. All we got is all we need. Go find some guys who want to be at Carolina. You know? Go find some guys who actually want to be at Carolina. I don't care. If Bobo wants to walk, friend, they've all walked anyways. Mason, Des Kitchens, you want to go, you can go to. Tracy Rocker, you can go to. Dude, when, when you're building a program and you're changing the culture, again, I think, that, and that's why I would have gutted the program because I think it's just so tough when it's it's as bad and as toxic as it was under Muschamp. Because let's just call it what it is it was. You know, I hate to keep bringing up this dude's name because I'm really like 2021 or past it. You know, he's been fired. It is what it is. I don't have to talk about it anymore. But like, I... Maybe we just didn't appreciate how bad it was behind closed doors. We just genuinely didn't appreciate it. So, you know, uh, I say you cut out the cancers. I, I do. You cut it out. You, you don't, you're not in this situation if when you took the job, you said, you know what, we're starting fresh, we're starting new. I'll go hire all brand new coaches, all brand new support staff. All brand new recruiting staff, all brand new training staff, all of them, everybody, everybody. Go hire all new everybody. Because anybody, you know, all of these holdovers, how do you know they don't feel some type of way? You know? How, how do you know they don't feel some type of way? How can you be, and I hate to say this because this is the team in the upstate's phrase, how can you trust somebody from Muschamp's staff and tenure is going to be all in to you? How, how can you at this point? Like, really? Again, this entire, this entire thing, this entire sequence of events over the last 24 hours, it reeks of Muschamp. It's very Muschamp-ish. Coaches out here chasing the bag. That's all it is, chasing the bag. They don't want to be at Carolina. They're chasing the bag. Go get some guys that do want to be at Carolina. And again, I, I'm not even, I'm not, listen, I, I'm not freaking out on Shane Beamer. I, I trust that Shane Beamer is going to get his guys. I, I really do. And you know what? I think this could be a blessing in disguise for South Carolina because you, you, you know what, you know what could have happened? And I, I, I thought Mike Bobo did a solid job at Carolina. And um, I, I don't think he would have been by any means the worst option or whatever. You know, I, I said what I said about Bobo and I stand by it 100%. I think we'd have been fine with Bobo, but. There are other good capable options out there. There are good, other good, capable, offensive-minded guys out there. Now, what I'd love to see, because, again, the question is now from, from everybody, where does Shane Beamer go from here? I mean, what do you do? You, you got a staff to put together. Hell, you got signing day in less than a month. 
you got to put together a staff. What do you do? Where do you go? D.C., I'll start with that. D.C., I'm not 100% sure. I've seen fans talking about the defensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina. What is it, Skaggs, I think? Is it Skaggs? Let me, let me make sure I'm, I'm getting that right. Staggs, excuse me, not Skaggs. Stag, I played with a guy last name, Skaggs. Staggs, Chad Staggs. I don't think that'd be a terrible hire. I'd be fine with that. As far as the rest of the short list, you know, you talk about Zach Arnett, Mississippi State, but really OC for me. What's the short list of names? Does Garrett Riley come back to play? Hell, I don't know. But now that you have a pick, I would say this. This is my only want. Go out and get a dude who has a proven track record of running a spread, up-tempo, modern attack. Go get that guy. Because what's funny about the whole Bobo thing, there's a lot of Auburn fans ain't thrilled to have him either. <laughs> so, hey, Whatever. Could be a major blessing in disguise for South Carolina. Really could. Really, really could. But again, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing evolves over the next week. To, I, I don't know. I, I really, I, I wish I had more answers for you guys. I, I don't know how long it's going to take Shane Beamer to hire his staff. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, I would think Shane Beamer's moving quickly. You would certainly think so. Because, hey, his team starts workouts Monday. And you ain't got no, hell, you ain't got a strength and conditioning coach. And you start workouts Monday. So, you, you know, you, you got to get this thing going quickly. But again, I, back to what I was saying, I, I don't knock Shane Beamer at all for, for you know, making, again, he, he decided, you know what, these coaches I'm keeping on, Mike Bobo, Des Kitchings, Tracy Rocker, Mike Peterson, um, whatever. He decided when he interviewed them, these guys are going to be assets to my program, right? They're going to be assets to my program. So I don't necessarily blame him for keeping them around. But if it was up to me, and again, I think you're seeing why I said that with the events that have transpired, I'd have gutted the whole thing. And I would still do it. I'd gut the whole thing. It's with all due respect to everybody in that building. That's done the best of their abilities, whatever. Maybe not everybody falls under the umbrella I'm talking about. But the previous tenure, the previous program, the previous culture was rotten to the core. Cancerous. Cancerous. And guess what? If you leave one cancer cell laying around, it'll spread and it'll grow. And it'll ruin you. It'll, it'll ruin you. You'll eat yourself from the inside out. You can't afford to take that risk in my mind. But again, like I said, if, if, if Shane Beamer wants to keep guys like a Kitchings rocker, if he sits down and has those conversations, I trust his judgment better than my own because he's going to make decisions that best benefits the University of South Carolina. But I'm just saying what I would do. What I would do. And what I would do is get rid of every last one of them. Get rid of every last one of them. Start a start fresh. Start anew. It's so it was so it was so par for the course to see the the Bobo thing, the Will Friend thing. I just so par for the course. And again, if this happened a few weeks ago, 
I don't think we're having quite the same reaction because, you know, it's the business of coaching. You know what I mean? Like, he got offered $2 million. We offered him $1.2. I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy for taking the money. Whatever. It is what it is. But to give Carolina fans all that lip service you did in the season, to, you know, inadvertently shit on the kids that were opting out and transferring and whatever. I mean, that's what he did. Let's call it for what it is. You know, he was very, very honest about those situations, about kids opting out, how he felt about it and all that. And then, and then to sit down and look Shane Beamer in the face and tell him, I'm going to be your OC. I want to be here. I want to raise my kids in Columbia. I want to do this, that. And then to get your contract approved by the board of trustees, and then you dip out? A man's word is not worth what it used to be. I can tell you that right now. That's just, I mean, not quite a man of honor, is he? I just, you know, wild, wild last 24, 48 hours. Insane. Insane. So now you sit here, you're the Gamecocks, you're a Gamecock fan, you sit here, no OC, no DC, no strength and conditioning coach, no offensive line coach, no defensive backs coach, <laughs> might have no D-line coach, might have no running backs coach. Hey, in Beamer I trust, but hey, coach, it's time to get to work. You want to be a head coach? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Imagine this being your first head coaching job. Welcome, my friend. Welcome to the big leagues. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. Buckle up. Here we go. So it'll be really interesting to see, guys, again, what evolves over the weekend. Do new events transpire? What new details come from this? Again, I, I would just say this because I know there's a lot of South Carolina fans right now that are literally about to jump off a ledge that are putting themselves probably on Suicide watch that are, you know, just just really, really down bad right now. And I would just say this, my, my, my last thing on it, and then we'll move into the basketball game and all that stuff, but my last thing on it is this. I would say to those Gamecock fans, take a, I know it's been a crazy, just even week. Take a second, take a deep breath, trust in Shane Beamer. Again, I promise you, Shane Beamer's the mad scientist behind all of this. I, I, I promise you. Listen, we're all guessing. That's what makes us uneasy, is that we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We actually have no idea, right? But I promise you, one way or another, Shane Beamer is pulling the strings of this thing. Like I said, he didn't just wake up Thursday morning and all of a sudden, you know, look at Twitter and be like, oh, man, Mike's going to Auburn. I can't believe that. No, 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 no. I, I promise you that's not what happened. Shane Beamer is behind the scenes. He is the mad scientist behind this madness. Trust in Coach Beamer. Trust in Coach Beamer. Let this thing play out again. This might be one of those scenarios where it's going to be addition by subtraction. And you know what? Even if we get a guy or guys in general or whatever that maybe they don't have the experience of some of these assistants. Maybe they don't have the track record. You know, maybe they don't have the 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 records or the or the, you know, the uh whatever, whatever else. They they don't have that that uh, that cachet if you will. They're not the biggest names. 
But if they want to be at the University of South Carolina, if they really, truly want to be Gamecocks and want to help Shane Beamer get this program back to where it needs to be and build that culture within the building, if they really want to do that, you've upgraded. You have. And I think that's what we might see, and I think we will see from South Carolina. I trust Shane Beamer, and he's pulling the strings behind this thing. Trust in Beamer. Let this guy work. Let him do his thing. I know it's tough. I know it's a lot of turmoil. And I, I, I promise, guys, I'm not trying to spin it because I know it's a tough look. I know it is. I know it's a very tough look right now. You just lost a ton of your coaches to Auburn. Just, just flat out just took them from you. That's not a great look for South Carolina. It's not a great look for Shane Beamer. It's trusting the guy, though. Get behind him. Let him go get his guys. Let him go get his OC. Let him go get his DC. And don't, don't, just, don't just knock Shane Beamer to knock him. Guys, he hired Mike Bobo. What the hell was he supposed to do? He can't control if the guy walks. Fuck him. Fuck Bobo. You know? Excuse my French. What is he supposed to do? Bobo comes back. I can imagine the conversation. Hey, Shane, Auburn offered me $2 million. What do y'all think about bumping up your offer, bumping up the contract, or, or, or whatever, matching the $2 million? I'd have looked him dead in his face and said, Mike, you just signed off on your deal. You shook my hand and looked me in the face. And now you're coming back days later? Asking for more? Bro, take that deal Auburn's giving you and shove it up your ass. I mean, dude, Shane Beamer did nothing wrong in this instance. Mike Bobo's the one who looks like an ass, not Shane Beamer. How can Mike Bobo sit in a kid's living room ever again and talk about being a man of your word? being loyal, being a man of honor. How can he ever say that again? How? He sure as hell didn't honor his agreement and his commitment to South Carolina. And you know why he didn't, folks? Because he don't give a damn. Mike Bobo is just another football coach who sees South Carolina as a stop along the road. He's a freaking Georgia guy. So you know what? As much as I, like I said, on the field, I think Mike Bobo is a pretty damn good offensive coach. We're better off without him. We're better off without those type of guys. But again, that's why I said in the beginning, again, I'll reiterate, that's why I said I would gut the whole thing. I really would. I'd gut it. Rid yourself of all the cancers within the program. Start fresh. Start. That's why I don't care if guys want to transfer. Hey, all we got is all we need, and if you don't want to be here, that's cool. Best of luck. Again, I don't think I want South Carolina to have some stupid phrase like all in. I really don't think I do. But, bro, there is some, there's something to be said about that shit. There's something to be said about that stuff. You know, really having the buy-in from everybody. Having true buy-in. Not having guys on staff who view it as a stop along the road. There's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about it. And I'm hoping and I'm thinking that's the route Shane Beamer's going to go. At this point, bro, I'd be fine. Just bring, just bring all the former players on staff. Whatever. Screw it. Hey, Travell Wharton, Cedric Williams, 
Nashawn Goddard. Be fantastic options for offensive line coach. Arturo Freeman. Just had him on the podcast yesterday. He wants to coach DBs. Go hire him. Why not? He played in the league for five years. You think he don't know what he's doing? Go hire him. There's other, there, there's other Gamecocks out there who would kill for the opportunity to come to South Carolina. They would kill for the opportunity. Why not give them a shot? Because you know what? If we're going to lose, if we're going to go down swinging, let's swing with our guys. Let's swing with the guys that bleed it. I don't want to swing with Joe Cox. I don't want to swing with Mike Bobo. Will Friend. If I'm going to go down, let me go down with my own. You know, if I'm going to bleed, let me bleed with my brother. So, so long. So long, Bobo. So long, friend. Derek Mason, screw you too. Desk Kitchens, Tracy Rocker, you can get out too if you want. To hell with all of them, honestly. To hell with all of them. I'll take the guys that want to be here. To hell with every, every last one of them. Go chase the bag. Go get your money. Hey, no knock on you. Go do your thing. You got to take care of you. We got to take care of us too. That's what I think Shane Beamer's going to do. So, all right, let's talk Gamecocks basketball. <laughs> let's get off of, let's get off of the bobo let's get off of all that craziness that madness because hey like i said in case you guys forgot there is a basketball game tomorrow night gamecocks taking on the old miss rebels in oxford at the pavilion at old miss six o'clock tip on sec network a little bit about the rebels six and three overall one and one in the conference their head coach is kermit davis a good offensive team averaging 74 points per game shooting 45% from the field, 28% from three, uh, doing well defensively too, holding their opponents to 38% from the field. But get this, 34% from three. So I think South Carolina should be able to um, win some matchups at the perimeter on the outside, especially with the guard play the Gamecocks have. Now let's move top storylines. And the first one's got to be, again, you head back to the pavilion, first SEC road contest of the season. You obviously passed your first test with flying colors, destroying Texas A&M at home. And again, I know this year in college basketball, college sports in general, going on the road isn't quite what it used to be, right? With limited capacity and especially in basketball, like it's weird. I mean, I, I you know, I know it was Florida A&M, so I expect a much better crowd like next Tuesday when the Gamecocks play uh, play Tennessee. But it, it's weird still. I mean, it, the, the the arenas aren't even close to filled. Like it, it ain't even close. So, but but again, it's something that is is unfamiliar to this team at this point in the season, dare I say. Um, they started out their season in a tournament, so a little bit different of a setup. You know, you're there a couple of days. You know, you're sleeping in the same bed over and over, whatever. Now you go on the road. You're staying in the hotel. You're not at the friendly confines. How does South Carolina weather that? And again, Ole Miss... Not a place South Carolina's had a ton of success, by the way. For whatever reason, the Gamecocks have not played all that great in the pavilion. How do the Gamecocks handle their first road contest of the season? Another big storyline for me. Again, you passed your first test with flying colors. Got off to a huge start in SEC play. 24-point win over Texas A&M. Can South Carolina build off of that big first conference win? Because, again, I think a lot of Gamecock fans are excited but are biting their tongue because of they want to see what now? You know, what now? They want to see a Gamecocks basketball team that builds some momentum. You know what I mean? Really, truly builds momentum. 
so what now what? You know, I, I hate to steal that phrase from you know who, but it's a great phrase. So what now what? Hey, you got a great win. You want to know. So what now what? Now what do you do? Do you leverage that first big win into another one, start to, and all of a sudden, teams are looking at South Carolina. We're looking at South Carolina like, okay, hey, this might be a tournament team. This might be a legitimate threat. Or do you go out there and you lay an egg and you don't play well? Because, listen, Ole Miss is a solid basketball team. Don't get me wrong. There's, what, six and three, like I said, one and one in the conference. You know, solid basketball team for sure, but they're not world beaters. Are they that much better than A&M? I don't think so. So you got a great chance, great opportunity to build some momentum, to really get on a roll and leverage, again, that first win you had over Texas A&M. Can the Gamecocks do it? Can we see, do we see consistency from South Carolina? Because that's something that has plagued Frank Martin coach teams last couple of years, the inconsistencies. Just, it's not the same team game to game. Can the Gamecocks build that? Another big storyline. Do more Gamecocks return in this one? You know, listen, you beat A&M, the thing that impressed me the most, you beat A&M with 11 players. Just wild. You beat A&M with 11 players. You're still without Keyshawn Bryant. You're still without TJ Moss. You're still without Alonzo Frank. Do these guys return? Who comes back? It's sounding like Keyshawn will most likely not be back, which is unfortunate because, <clears throat> as we all know, that dude is a human highlight reel. But who else do you get back to help you? Because, again, you're going to need these other guys. Like, you're going to need these other players, without a doubt. And I'm sure we won't know until <laughs> right at tip-off who's going to be available and who won't and who travels even. We might find out earlier, actually, because they might tell us who travels. But do you get more help tomorrow night? Do you get more help from other guys that maybe have not played to this point in the season? Be interesting to see. Final storyline for me, and then we'll dive into players to watch for. <clears throat> you know, A.J. Lawson, again, that huge game he had against um, Texas A&M, 30 points. That is the A.J. Lawson we all know and love. That is, we all feel and know that is what A.J. Lawson is capable of. Now, with that being said, what does A.J. Lawson do for an encore now? Because, again, you know that he's on Ole Miss's radar. He's going to be on the radar if everybody South Carolina plays. And, I, and I'm not saying A.J. needs to go back out there and have a 30-point game. But what can't happen is he goes out and has eight points. Like, A.J. Lawson's one of those guys for this South Carolina basketball team that simply put game in, game out, he's got to have it. He's got to be a 20-point-plus guy, at least 15. You know, because I, I did say <clears throat> one of the great things about this basketball team is that, you know, A.J. doesn't have to score 30 a night. You got Jermaine Kuznar. You got Justin Manaya, You got Trey Hannibal. You got Seventh Woods. You got the big guys down low. You have other guys that can score. So, like, one game it might be Lawson. One game it might be Kuznar. One game it might be Manaya. It's not going to have to be Lawson every single time. But you need solid guard play at minimum every time you step on the floor. So, I wonder, what does A.J. Lawson do for an encore because again, if we see a if we see like another really good game from like a twenty five point game, this could be a really special season for AJ Lawson, and I'm glad to see it too. At least the way it started because, you know, last season I thought was really rough for AJ. I think a lot of times he forced things. I think maybe he just put too much pressure on himself because this dude has talent. There's no question. And again, if we can see AJ Lawson tomorrow night, 
put out another 20 to 25 point game, whatever, have another really good game for South Carolina. This could be the start of a really, really fun season for not just AJ Lawson, but the Gamecocks as well. So, all right, let's dive into some Ole Miss players to watch for, guys. Players you, need, you guys need to be keeping an eye on as the Gamecocks take on the Rebels. We'll start with a big man, Ford Romello White. <clears throat> Romello White, 12.4 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, six foot eight. the big threat down low again. Going into every single game, I'm not going to be so much worried about Gamecocks and their guard play, but guys like Wilden Zilvec and Jalen McCreary, you got to hold your own. You got to hold your own. And I thought they did a fantastic job. I talked about it already. The return of McCreary to the lineup, what an unbelievable difference that made. A guy like Romello White, again, one of their top scorers, a really, really big threat down low. Kind of their Keyshawn Bryant, if you will. Really a highlight type of dude. You got to be able to hold your own and bump, bump shoulders down low with Romello White. Move outside of the guard position, Devontae Schuler, Another player to watch for leading their team with 13.8 points per game. Interesting side note here, Devontae Schuler is an Irmo native. So some of you might be tuned in that are fans of Irmo High School. Maybe you went to Irmo High School. Maybe you go to Irmo High School right now. You might know who the hell I'm talking about. Devontae Schuler, though, Irmo native. Also a really, really good facilitator of the basketball. I mean, really good. Leads their team in assists. All around, like a really good all-around guard. Senior, you know, that senior leader for the Rebels. A really, really good player. Really good all-around guard. And again, I, I like what South Carolina has outside the perimeter with, with perimeter with A.J. Lawson and Coos and all these guys playing defense and locking down. But you got to contain Schuler because he does so much more than just shooting the basketball. Great facilitator of it. Great passer. Got to limit him. And then finally, Ford Luis Rodriguez. Averaging nine points per game, but 7.7 rebounds per game. Another really, really big threat for the Rebels down low. Six foot six, 210. He is a guard slash four, so he's really big for a guard. Um, but he plays the forward position. Again, somebody South Carolina is going to have to limit and keep their eye on. Has a knack for getting the basketball off the boards. You got to win that battle. That was something South Carolina did so well against Texas a and was winning that battle, winning that rebound battle, if you will. Excuse me, guys. Let's move into the keys to the game. Keys to victory. As South Carolina looks to go 2-0 in conference play, my number one is this. Like I said, A.J. Lawson's not going to have to do it himself every single night. You got other weapons. Justin Manaya, uh, Jermaine Kuzner, all these other guard weapons you have. But for me, I think you need Lawson in this one. You got to get Lawson going. That's my first key to the game. Find creative ways to get in the basketball. Get him open. Get in some good looks. Because I, I feel like AJ's the kind of guy, if he gets going early, gets his confidence going, gets his finds his stroke, it's going to be a long night for Ole Miss. He's going to score. He's going to score at will. My second key to the game, something I thought South Carolina did such a good job against Texas A&M doing this. I thought they did such a phenomenal job, and that is move the basketball. And it was crazy. One of the things that stood out in that win over A&M was the camaraderie, the chemistry of these guys. It looked like South Carolina had missed a beat. You thought they played the entire non-conference schedule did a really good job moving the basketball around and getting open looks, uh, finding the open man, continue to move the basketball. Going to be really big for South Carolina. My final key to the game, again, going on the road, you've never really played well there. Weather the early storm. Again, I expect Ole Miss to be a team that comes out fired up, inspired. They play well at home. Weather it. Weather it. Don't, you know, don't let yourself get down double digits or anything crazy like that. All of a sudden, you're having to scratch and claw and fight to come back the entire game. Weather the storm, hold your own. You know, when Ole Miss tries to make a run, you make a run back. 
Weather the storm. Find a way to do that. Big key for South Carolina. Let's get into the prediction. Again, I, I doubted this Gamecocks basketball team against Texas A&M. And, and listen, you, you guys, you guys let me, uh, let me hear about it. <laughs> There's no question. You guys let me hear about it. And uh, I was so happy to be wrong, by the way. I was very happy to be wrong. Very, very happy. But now the Gamecocks go on the road. And the question is, can South Carolina do it back-to-back? Who do you get back on this team? I don't know. It doesn't sound like, like I said, Keyshawn Bryant's going to come back. Does Alonzo Frank come back? TJ Moss? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I doubted the Gamecocks against A&M, and they made me look foolish. Do I dare doubt South Carolina again and put myself at risk yet again? Well, guys, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to. Um, I, I really like what I saw from this South Carolina basketball team the other night. You know, th- th- that is why we all picked them to be a tournament team. Like what you saw on Wednesday against A&M, that's why we picked them to go to the tournament. And man, I, I, you know, for whatever reason, like I said, Frank Martin teams cut it on in conference play. They just do. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason. I don't know, but his teams cut it on when it comes to conference play. And I know Ole Miss has been a really tough spot for South Carolina, but I don't know. I, I've got a gut feeling. I feel good on this one. I got the Gamecocks getting the win over the Rebels. Give me South Carolina 74, Ole Miss 68. I think South Carolina finds a way to go on the road. I think the guard play again. I think they're able to take advantage of a less than stellar Ole Miss three point defense. And I think the Gamecocks make it rain in Oxford tomorrow night. So again, that's my score prediction. I got South Carolina 74 to 68. Again, watch party at Republic Beer Garden and Kitchen, the Vista. Uh, I'll be there again around 4, 430. Pre-game show 5 to 530. Tip off at 6. Of course, doors open at 11. You guys come on out. Going to be a really good time. Um, we'll hang out. We'll drink some cold beer, eat some good food. It'll be a really blast. It'll be a blast. It'll be a really, really good time. So you guys come on out. Republic Beer, beer Garden and Kitchen in the Vista at the old Flying Saucer spot. We'll watch the game. But again, I got South Carolina getting the win 74 to 60. All right, before we wrap up, let's get into some news and notes. South Carolina picking up two transfers, by the way, on Thursday. That was some good news that came from Thursday. Um, first things first, Georgia Southern defensive back David Spaulding, who played a little bit here and there as a freshman, but David Spaulding coming from Georgia Southern. And then later on Thursday, linebacker transfer Debo Williams. We got another Debo. Debo Williams announced he will come to South Carolina. So again, the devil works hard, but Shane Beamer works harder, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's working to make sure South Carolina is going to you know, have, a, have a team to field this fall. So, again, great to see him on the recruiting trail and picking those guys up. All right, let's move into our voicemails, listener questions, and we'll wrap this thing up. Here we go. Hey, man, it's Corey. Uh, my question is, so Mike Bobo left, and can Ryan Helinski come back to the Gamecocks? Can he exit the transfer portal because, you know, I think his problem was Bobo. It might not have been, but um, is there a chance that he comes back? And can he? Um, love the show, man. Keep it up. Thanks. Hey, Corey, man. Appreciate the voicemail. Seriously, thank you so much for the love and support. Ryan Halinski, that's definitely been a topic of conversation for Gamecock fans. Does Ryan Halinski come back? My answer is, I don't know. I think a lot of it's going to depend on who the next OC is. I really do. Um 
You know, because let's let's just call it for what it is. Let's face it. The reason he left is because Bobo's returning. Ain't you know the Holinsky family, Ryan himself. They don't like Mike Bobo. They've got a grudge against the guy and whatever. I I'll be honest with you guys. I still don't think the direction South Carolina is going to go offensively is going to fit the skill set of Ryan Holinsky. I, I still don't believe it will. But is there more of a chance of him coming back? Absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens on that front. But he, yes, yes, Ryan can come back, but will he? <sighs> Tough to say. Again, I think you got to hire an OC first. You, you got to hire. He's not going to come back without an offensive coordinator being in place. You got to go hire an OC first. So we'll see. Appreciate the voicemail, though. Oh man. Um, hey, Chris. Um, I'm a little worried about Gun Do you think he's going to stay committed to soccer, or do you think he might go with my? All right. Appreciate the voicemail. And I know a lot of these voicemails came in during the daily crow because we had literally so many calls. I couldn't take them all, but, uh, Gunnar Stott. And I, I think we'll be fine with Gunnar Stott. As long as Connor Shaw is within this program. No, I don't think Gunnar Stott is going to follow uh, Mike Bobo. No, I do not. So I think we'll be good. All right. Last, last, uh, last voicemail here. It's a shit storm today, but I believe we should hire Todd Gurley, Stephon Gilmore, and DJ Swearinger, and put Connor Shaw in the mix somewhere on the field. We can get through this. Let Bobo the Clown go. Piss on him. Hope you're having a great day. Spurs up. Go Gamecocks. Thank you so much for that voicemail. That was so awesome. I think you meant to say Tory Gurley, but it's totally fine. Love the passion. Love the energy. Oh, man. Hey, piss on him, he said. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right, appreciate the voicemails, guys. No, seriously, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and dive in these listener questions, and we'll wrap it up. George.Bagwell1, is the Auburn co- poach overall a good thing for our football program? Again, I think it could be addition by subtraction. Uh, Mike.Edward07, does this mean Garrett Riley's back in the conversation? Mike, everyone is back in the conversation. Um, let's see. Ecarch08, steal Tank Bigsby from them and make them pay if he goes to the portal. Hey, I'll take him. I'll take Tank, even though we don't we don't really need any more running backs, to be honest with you. Uh, KJ dot Sweeney plus two. What do you know about the Mississippi State defensive coordinator? I know it sounds like we want him. Sounds like we want him. Uh, he, he's a solid defensive coach. That's, that's really all I know, though. I don't know a ton about the guy. Uh, Robert Anchik, which OC scheme do you think would fit the personnel we have typically get or our identity? Who who would fit for us? The offensive scheme, man, I, I just think it has to be a Ford, Ford thinking up tempo, modern style offense. You have to, bro. You, 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 you got to score points. Whatever offense is going to score points. Bottom line, uh, DJ two mobile would Bobo leaving impact the decision on Gunner Stockton. It throws a curveball in it, but I don't think so. I think we'll be fine. I, I think Stockton's still going to come to Carolina. As long as Connor Shaw is in your program, which he's going to be, I think we're fine on that front. Uh, Howie5400 says, who's going to be the new coach, OCDC? Again, I, I wish I had these answers for you guys. I really do. Uh, JB underscore 64, drain the concrete jungle. Agree. Um, and again, last question, Mason underscore Prescott, who do you think the new OC is? I hope it's Garrett Riley. I'd love for it to be Garrett Riley, but I have no clue. I have no clue. But again, 
if I can leave you guys with anything, because we're going to wrap up here, if I can leave you guys with anything going into the weekend, trust in Beamer. Let's all trust in Beamer. Let's all take a deep breath. Let's, let's, let's have a weekend. And let's go pull in the Gamecocks to beat Ole Miss, by the way, because South Carolina basketball, they need our support as well. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have made this week. What a week it was. Again, what a week it's been. Thank you so much for the love, support, tuning in, guys. Go Cox. Beat Ole Miss, by the way. Come out to the watch party, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks so much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.